You are listening to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. Join us as we explore the key issues and emerging trends affecting the global health and nutrition industry, helping businesses make informed decisions and drive change. Welcome to the Vita Foods Insights podcast. I'm Charlotte Bastianza, joined today by Dr. Chin Boon Wong, who is a research associate from Maranaga Milk Industry. Uh, she's been engaged in science communication activities to translate scientific knowledge into business innovation. Thanks for joining me today, Dr. Chin Boon. Thank you very much, Charlotte, for having me here today. Uh, we're chatting today about human residential bifidobacteria and how this probiotic strain fits into human well-being. Um, so, Dr. Chinbun, what are bifidobacteria and why has there been an increased attention in, in the members of bifidobacterium for their very um, high potential for therapeutic implications on human health? So, the human gut contains trillions of microorganisms and bifidobacteria represent an important member in the human gut microbiota. It is a genus belonging to the phylum actinobacteria. And bifidobacteria are actually among the first microbes to colonize the gut and are being interpreted as beneficial for our health. And this group of bacteria actually plays a remarkably important role in our body. It helps us to promote gut health, immunity, and to even affecting our behavior as well as the mental state. And bifidobacteria are actually predominantly inhabit in the intestine of healthy breastfed infants. Whereas in adulthood, the levels of bifidobacteria are lower, but relatively stable. And there are several studies have reported that lower abundance of bifidobacteria in the gut may precede disease development, such as the gut disorders, allergy disorders, obesity, and also mental disorders. So in recent years, increasingly evidence shows that supplementations with bifidobacteria as a probiotic intervention could actually improve human health conditions. And it includes from protections against infection to different extra and also intra-intestinal positive effects. Thank you so much for that overview. And, you know, as we imagine, bifidobacteria is really being developed for digestive health and immune health. Where exactly can bifidobacteria be found? Where does it naturally occur? So bifidobacteria species are naturally occur in a wide range of ecological niches. So they can be found naturally in the gastrointestinal tract of humans and animals as well as a few that have been isolated from the human vagina in the oral cavity, breast milk, sewage, and also food products such as the milk and also yogurt. Great, and we're going to take a closer look now at human residential bifidobacteria. What exactly is that? Can you explain to our listeners how we define human residential bifidobacteria? So the different species of bifidobacteria that are widely um, occur in the nature could actually be characterized into two major groups based on their residential origins. So those mm -hmm. species naturally reside in the human intestine are called human residential bifidobacteria with the short form HRB. 
whereas other species which are the natural inhabitants of animal intestines or the environment are referred to as non-HRB. So uh, here are some examples of the species of HRB, which include the Bifidobacterium infantis, B. brevi, B. bifidum, B. longum, and also others. As for the species of non-HRB, it includes B. animalis and B. lactis, as well as other species. So it is what well known that the health-promoting effects of the probiotic bifidobacterial are strain-specific. However, um, until recently, it remained unclear whether the residential origins would also contribute to the significant differences in bifidobacterial um, health-associated physiological functions, uh, particularly in human hosts. So uh, Maureen Nagamil has actually performed uh, numerous research to elucidate the, the differences between HRB and non-HRB. And the new research conducted by us actually showed that the, um, HRB has some traits which non-HRB do not have. And such specific differences um, between HRB and non-HRB are likely to contribute to their differences in adaptability and functionality in the human host. So, Dr. Chinbin, I'm quite interested to hear more um, about these studies that you've conducted and what exactly is the differences between um, HRB and non-HRB that you've just outlined that there's, there's two different groups. Which one would you say is more suitable for human consumption? So, what we found is that a key finding um, showed that only those HRB species commonly found in the infant gut microbiome can utilize the oligosaccharides commonly found in the human breast milk, which is called the human milk oligosaccharides, HMOs. Yeah. And these species of the HRB are also tolerant to a natural antibacterial factor present in the human breast milk called lysozyme. So as we all know that the human breast milk is a gold standard for uh, in infant nutrition. And in addition to its role in providing essential nutrients for infant growth and development, human breast milk um, also plays a role in the establishment of a bifidobacterial dominant gut microbiota. So the high compatibility of the uh, HRB species with human breast milk could actually allow these species to colonize better in the infant gut and thereby contributing to development and maturations of a healthy gut microbiome. And this could have lifelong impacts on the human health. So um, the findings show that HRB species are selected by the human breast milk. They are more natural and more ideal for human consumption. And this concept are actually the uh, philosophies of Morinaga milk. So um, in addition to the compatibility with the human breast milk, several research studies have also found that only HRB species are capable of certain physiological functions. Unlike the non-HRB species, HRB are particularly superior at producing folate, which is a critical cofactor for cell growth and metabolism. And certain HRB species 
are also effective at eliminating the potentially harmful opiate peptides, which is generated from the digestion of milk proteins. So one of the examples is beta casomorphin 7, which is the um, which is generated from the digestion of milk casein. And this beta casomorphin 7 has been found to be associated with a number of health complications in infants as well as adults. So it can actually cause sudden infant death syndrome, atopic dermatitis, autism, cardiovascular disease, and type 1 diabetes. And these are some examples of the physiological differences between the HRV and non-HRV species. And what we would like to um, emphasize is that um, increasingly consumers are aware that not all probiotics are the same and not all of them confer the same health benefits to the host. And um, the findings from Morinaga Mill actually show that the residential origin is another important aspect that can contribute to the health-associated physiological differences between the bifidobacterial species, um, which are commonly used as a probiotic agent. And um, what more importantly is that it is evidence that HRV species are more beneficial for human consumption. Um, Dr. Chinman, thank you so much for outlining that. I think it's really important for formulators and manufacturers to understand the different groups and where they fit in uh, as um, potential products. Um, the potential for HRB probiotic strains to help humans achieve optimal health, you know, from the inside out is really an exciting opportunity to explore. What are some of the examples of um, the commercially available HRB probiotic strains that you're aware of? Um, in Morinaga Mill, we actually offer um, four main strains of uh, HRV probiotic strains as a functional ingredient to be applied in numerous food products as a probiotic ingredient. So we have the world's most uh, well-documented strains named B-Longum BB536. It is a multifunctional probiotic strain, which I will explain more later. And uh, we have the second strain, this B Breve M16V. Uh, this strain is actually um, proven to be ideal for infant health. And thirdly, we have the probiotic strain that possesses superior potential for infant use. It is uh, called B Infantis M63. And lastly, we have the strains that is developed focusing on its ability to improve healthy living in human subjects, and um, it, we found this strain named B. Breve B3, uh, which is highly specialized in weight management. So among all of these strains, BB536 uh, deserves a special mention due to its prevalent beneficials on the human health for every life stage, uh, ranging from infants to elderly. And we all know that the Bifidobacterium longum subspecies longum is um, a species that particularly can inhabit in both infant and also adult intestines. And um, what we are what we are so special is that we've actually developed BB five three six, and due to its high stability and also best quality. Um, BB536 has been used as a probiotic ingredient in various food products, 
such as the milk-based drink, yogurt, infant formula, and also nutritional supplements uh, in the forms of probiotics such as um, probiotic capsules and tablets, uh, etc. And um, for more than 40 years, um, probiotic BB536 has been marketed in over uh, 30 countries around the globe. Right. Um, I'm actually really interested to hear a little bit more about um, BB536, which I know you mentioned is one of your flagship ingredients and I know is really well studied and well documented. What does BB536 do with human health and how does it help to promote human well-being? BB536 actually um, can promote human well-being at all age segments. It can provide consistent beneficial effects in improving the gastrointestinal conditions, maintaining the uh, balance of the intestinal microbiota, as well as uh, possesses the immune modulatory effect. It can actually protect the human host against uh, allergic uh, disorders, as well as microbial infections. And over the past five decades, we have been putting great efforts to try to understand how such multifunctional beneficial effects could take place. And from the key clinical findings, we actually found that BB536 could act as a microbiome modulator to orchestrate the physiological activities of the gut communities. And BB536 modulates gut luminal metabolism microbial crosstalk with the uh, members of the human gut microbiota. And it can also um, modulate the metabolisms of the gut microbiome uh, through cross-feeding mechanisms. And one of the most um, remarkable mechanisms is that um, throughout the carbohydrate fermentations, BB536 would produce acetate as a metabolite. And acetate could then be used as a substrate to sustain the growth of other beneficial microbiota in, in the gut. And this can stimulate butyrate production, uh, which is uh, very beneficial for the colonic health and also um, gut health. So at the same time, BB536 could also stabilize gut microbial balance and all these could then ultimately restore the immune balance through its interactions with the uh, microbial community. So the clinical findings actually suggest that BB536 could act in concert with the gut microbiota to drive a fine-tuned intestinal and also immune balance. Um, Dr. Jimin, thank you very much for everything that you have outlined for us today on human residential bifidobacteria and really interesting to hear about the different types of groups and families and how they both and how they all work together to um, improve our life at all stages thank you very much for chatting to me today thank you so much Caleb.